Hi, this is Think Queerly, a humane thought leadership podcast, and I'm your host, writer and personal evolution coach, Darren Steele. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a new neuroscience-based coaching practice that will help you become more skillful in a specific area of your life so that you can enjoy more happiness, freedom, and contentment. So I'm calling this your character traits ground who you are, both the good and the bad. So this is a new personal evolution process, a PEP for short, so you can discover your dominant attitudes and behaviors and best understand how they influence who you are. So what does it mean when you say, or when you've heard someone say, well, that person has no character? Well, it's often either meant as a very polite insult or more of a condemnation of someone who you can't really trust. Thing is, when you can't trust someone, it's because you don't know who they are, meaning you don't know what they value. And they might act shifty, like they have a shifty character or shifty behaviors or attitudes, and they never embody or demonstrate a consistent set of characteristics, character traits, which makes it really difficult to discern what they stand for or what's important to them. And without character, we can't relate to another person for the simple reason that there's no level playing field, no level ground that's common between the two of you. So you can't connect across values, beliefs, behaviors, or attitudes. So before we get started, I just want to remind you or suggest that if you didn't listen or read my recent article podcast titled humane thought leadership, how to be the change for the common good through self mastery. And I have a link for that in the show notes, I would suggest doing the short exercise that comes at the end of that article. And it just basically asks you to come up with what you would consider to be your top 10 character traits that you aspire to or that you regularly demonstrate in your life. Now, you don't have to do this, but if you're able to read the article, if you haven't before this one, it's just going to help you move forward a little bit more easily. You're going to get that much more value and meaning out of what I'm sharing and offering today in the personal evolution process. So what are character traits? Well, I'm glad you asked. I know you didn't, but it's just me talking here, right? So what are character traits? Well, a simple way of looking at or framing character traits is to think of an actor playing a character in a movie or on a TV show. Uh, The actor needs to embody the character's attitude and personality so that the viewer believes the actor. They believe the behavior of the actor. They're not sitting there looking at, well, have you ever watched a movie or a show and you're like, I just, I'm not, I'm not connecting with the actor. I feel like they're fake or they're flat or they're just not emoting. You aren't able to suspend disbelief to fully embrace the actor portraying a character because they really aren't fully embodying it, okay? So character traits are what we use to describe who we are and how we act. 
So you could list some character traits to kind of generalize the people like that you like to be around. So you could like to be around people who are kind and thoughtful. So we use that as an attribute, right? So John is kind, Susan is thoughtful, or people that maybe you don't like to be around, or maybe it's just part of the character traits that you accept. Maybe they're aggressive sometimes, or they're aloof. The traits, the character traits that we embody the most in our lives, positive or negative, are like the windows of a home through which everyone else can see you as who you truly are. You're showing up, acting, presenting, performing, not unnaturally so, but these are the characteristics that show through that demonstrate your behaviors and your attitudes and help you connect with other people. Your dominant character traits then describe and demonstrate what you value and believe in the most. These are the qualities that actually support your integrity. And integrity is just another way of saying, you know, that the path you're on to be your most authentic self. And also knowing intrinsically who you are and what you stand for. So this is to be more in connection with your true nature, so to speak, that you can show up and act um, not so much unconsciously, but you don't have to be thinking about, oh, am I acting in the best way possible? Am I being the best version of myself? If you are in integrity with your character traits, you will simply be those traits. So let me give you an example. One of my core values in life is contentment, or another word for that is peace of mind. Now, some of the character traits that support this value in my life are being thoughtful or calm, open-minded, mindful, focused, and understanding. They are contributors to and descriptions of the, the value of being contented or having peace of mind. Now, conversely, it is also just as authentic for me to jump to conclusions, to be completely distracted and unwilling to compromise. Sometimes to be arrogant, sometimes to be dismissive. We have to have one in order to have the other. I'm gonna come back to this idea of mutually arising uh, dualities or polarities in just a moment, but here are just some examples of what we would call positive characteristics, you know, kindness, peaceful, loving, optimism, tolerance, cooperation, adventurous, curiosity, ambition, enthusiasm, or being enthusiastic, confident, trustful, resourceful, leadership, or leaderly. But as human beings, we have the dark side, we embody character traits that can get us into trouble sometimes. And these are things like rudeness, impatience, disrespectful, greed, cruelty, unforgiving, pessimistic, argumentative, and so on. So ask yourself or consider for a moment, what behaviors and attitudes do you regularly demonstrate that are representative of your authentic self? So in other words, when you're showing up 
and being your best self or being your worst self. These are your dominant character traits. And which ones are you working on and practicing that you would like to enjoy being or embodying more often? Now, if you're ready to find out more about why you embody some character traits more than others, keep listening, keep watching. This is a personal evolution process to determine your character traits and how to really align with them so that you best understand yourself and why you need both the good and the so-called bad or the positive and the so-called negative. So step one is to define both your negative and your positive character traits. Now, if you remember the article I referred to at the beginning, um, Humane Thought Leadership, How to Be the Change for the Common Good Through Self-Mastery, I invited you to consider your positive character traits and qualities and, and to write them down just as a simple list, just a single word, up to 10. And in this exercise for step one, we're going to get even clearer definitions for both the positive and also the negative characteristics, which I didn't ask you to do in that previous article. So first thing is we're going to make this expanded list of character traits. And if, if you're having troubles or you just want to sort of like prime your mind for thinking about what character traits are, uh, I've included a link in the show notes, or you can also Google list of character traits for lots of examples. Now, when I did a search on Google, I came up with lots and lots of so-called positive character traits or leadership traits or um, um, character traits for like writing fiction and things like that. All fantastic because when I referred at the beginning to thinking of a character on screen, on stage or on TV, we're looking to describe a character. It doesn't matter whether you're doing this in fiction or whether you're coming up with these words and realize that they truly and uniquely identify who you are and your behaviors and your attitudes, but also look for negative character traits so that you get the full picture. Okay, so there are four questions in this define step part one. So the first is to actually make a list of your top 20 positive characteristics. And do the same for your negative. So you're first going to just, you could do this concurrently. You could write one positive, two positive, and then you think of a negative one. Maybe go look at those lists and start turning around ideas in your brain and figure out which character traits do I embody. So 20 positive and 20 negative. Now, just a hint that your negative or undesirable character traits are very often the opposite of your positive character traits. So once you've done that list, both of those lists, you're going to go back and you could grab a red pen or a different color pen or pencil or what have you, or just if you're doing this on a computer screen, maybe like highlight the word and then bold it. I want you to define, I want you to select and define your top three positive and top three negative character traits, okay? These will be the behaviors or the attitudes that other people have remarked on, told you about, complimented you on, or maybe even criticized you on, right? And 
if you're having trouble um, identifying the negative character traits, think about what gets you into the most trouble most often or what makes your life the most difficult. If you're having trouble defining your top three positive character traits, think about when you're most relaxed, most contented, when you feel most free, when you feel most happy, when you feel most accepted. That would be the ultimate state of like feeling safe, feeling loved. And what comes out in your behaviors and your attitudes, then that might give you a clue if you're feeling stuck. Okay, so the last question for this step one to define your character traits is to write a few sentences, one, two, three sentences to describe how each of these three positive and negative characteristics relates to who you are and what's most important to you. Okay, so this doesn't have to be laborious. This doesn't have to be difficult. It, you might have a sentence, you might, it might feel like you need to write a whole paragraph to describe a particular character trait, because that's just who you are. But the, um, the, the reasoning behind this, or my thought process behind doing it this way, is we're getting clarity of definition. We're getting as specific and precise as we possibly can be in the description, in the identification of the character trait, so that you really know that this is the one that speaks to you. Because sometimes when we do these exercises, if we've picked a top three, we might realize that was almost the one, but actually this other character trait over here is, is more the word, more the label that speaks to me. So that's why we want to get really clear. That's why we want to do this last step where we take, where we write a few sentences to get very descriptive about how each of the three positive and each of the three negative characteristics relates to who you are and why that's most important to you or what that demonstrates or speaks to about who you are, what you believe in, and what you stand for. In the next step of this personal evolution process, we'll use an alternative perspective or an alternative framing to help you refine how you can show up as your most authentic self. And you're going to be you're going to discover the conditions that you need to be aware of to better manage showing up as your least de desirable self. Okay, and just a reminder again, both the desirable and the undesirable character traits make up who we are, but we can better manage that balance when we know what the conditions are that lead to us not behaving in the best way that helps us live with the greatest contentment and freedom and happiness. So step two, we're going to refine your negative and positive qualities, your negative and positive characteristics, character traits, behaviors, and attitudes. Lots of different words to sort of say the same thing. Now, in this step, you're going to refine your understanding of your character and personality from an alternative perspective. And if this 
makes your brain hurt, it's okay. Just be kind to yourself with this exercise because it's not designed to make you feel bad or ashamed about yourself. I sometimes when we look at like the dark side of who we are, it's easy to get judgmental or to think back on situations or experiences that maybe we're not proud of. But this is how we grow by learning from our wins and from our mistakes that the tough moments in our lives are what really form us. And stepping over and around and surmounting obstacles are what really help us get clear about what's most meaningful to us, right? So think about this like a scientist. You've been given a sample of something to examine under a microscope. And when you look at Look at what's on the slide under the lens of the microscope. Make objective and detailed notes about what you see without judgment, without prejudice. And if you feel start to feel stressed out in this part of the exercise, just take a break. Come back to it when you feel relaxed and calm and focused. Because the outcome of this work is to help you shine a light on the character traits that you want to enjoy more of in your life and to understand the nature and the circumstances of the behaviors that you would like to avoid. Okay, four questions to refine your negative and positive characteristics. If this sounds very negative, it's not, but it's really meant to look at how things show up or what aspects are missing that you would like to experience more of. So question one, what are the unwanted or problematic results of spending time and energy in your top three negative character traits? So if you are showing up every day primarily in an attitude or behaving in ways that are your least desirable character traits, top three or more, what's, what are the results that happen as, as a result of that, you know, what is unwanted about that kind of an experience? To be very clear about this, write an answer for each negative trait. Don't be general. Try and be as specific and precise as possible about, happens, about what happens when you spend too much time in, in each single one of your top three unwanted character traits. So the second question is related to the first. Who are you being when you're living those behaviors and attitudes? Who are you being? What are you saying? What are you doing? What are you thinking in your head? when you're spending most of your time in each of those negative behaviors and attitudes. So now we're kind of looking at the light side, even though it still seems dark. Here we're looking at what's missing and what you want. Question sounds very similar. What are the unwanted or problematic results of not experiencing your top positive character traits? So what are the unwanted or problematic results when you are not living primarily 
when you are not experiencing, when you are not behaving in alignment with your top three character traits. And again, write an answer for each positive trait so that you can get the greatest clarity and specific examples possible. And the fourth and last question for this step. When you regularly experience your top positive emotions, who are you being? So when you are behaving, when your attitude is in alignment with your top three positive behaviors, who are you being? What are you saying? What are you doing? How are you thinking? What are you thinking? Some deep stuff here, but it's really powerful. The refinement step in my define, refine, align um, tripartite approach for the personal evolution process is probably one of the most powerful um, connections between the definition and the alignment step. So that's what we're getting to next. We're going to conclude the process with an exercise to help help you more easily and frequently get into alignment to be and experience your positive character traits. So in step three, to align with your positive and negative qualities, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, so why, Darren, do you want me to align with my negative character traits? I don't understand. Would it be better for me to just avoid the dark side? Well, here's the truth that might sound like a paradox, and it absolutely goes against the unproductive and unhelpful cliche to just think positive because just think positive doesn't do anything. That's a topic for a more expanded episode. And if you have a question about that, please prompt me in the Ask Me Anything episode, and I'd be happy to go into more detail. So the truth is that you cannot, you cannot be your best self by denying or suppressing the parts that you dislike. It's worth saying this again. You cannot be your best self by denying or suppressing the parts you dislike. This is a case of mutually arising dualities or mutually arising polarities and the relationship between the two. Because the qualities, the behaviors, the attitudes that we dislike about ourselves can be the greatest impetus for transformative and impactful change in your life. We can't avoid the dualistic nature of our character traits. We need the positive and we need the negative in order to have the possibility of a balance and an awareness of where we are in relation to each extreme of that polarity. You cannot know sad without knowing happy. You cannot know how to be rude without knowing how to be polite or respectful. And sometimes what seems like the least desirable behavior is called for. I inflect with a question mark, but we all know which behaviors, which attitudes get us much farther in life and make life easier. So case in point, personal example, why am I sharing this with you? This 
process comes from my own desire in my life for peace of mind and self-mastery. I've struggled in my life with anger, emotional reactivity, lack of self-love, lack of self-acceptance, and just feeling like an outsider. And I had to learn how to get into alignment with these negative parts of who I am, with these undesired parts of who I am. Before I could understand what I needed to learn from these challenging attitudes and behaviors so that I could see the conditions around them, so I could see the triggers, so that I could start thinking more critically about what matters to me and why, and what I value and what I believe in. So let's get to the final steps in this process, how to align, how to emotionally line up with your negative and positive characteristics. So first, a definition. To align or get in alignment means to arrange in a straight line or to adjust according to a line. It also means to bring into cooperation or agreement with like a particular group, a party or a cause and so on. So think more broadly, if, if you... Um, are strongly involved with a political party or a political cause, your values and your beliefs, what, what they stand for is in alignment with your own values and beliefs. And if you really admire people in the organization, then you are also admiring their character traits, their behaviors, and their attitudes, all which contribute to and support what they value and believe in, which is what creates the connection that you have with those people and that organization and what that organization stands for. Okay. So you can see how this uh, paints a much broader picture about how we show up socially in the world and interact with other individuals. So when we need to be, not when, we need to be in alignment or in emotional alignment with our dominant, dominant or most frequent character traits, irrespective of them being positive or negative. That might sound like the paradox I was talking about earlier. But when you associate corresponding emotions with your top behaviors, both positive and negative, you're going to be more aware of how you want to feel most of the time. That's why I asked you in the refinement step, who are you being? What are you thinking when you are spending more time in your negative character traits? Who are you being? Who are you thinking when you're not spending time in your positive character traits? Okay. So knowing these things are how you get to your preferred way of feeling. And you can do this more quickly and this will help you when you realize you're sliding into the less desirable character traits, what it is you need to do or how it is you need to think so that you can embody those character traits that make your life easier. Okay, again, four questions for this final step. How do you want to feel most of the time? Think about the dominant feeling or emotion but how do you want to feel most of the time in your life? What are the most important emotions you want to experience that are associated with embodying each one of your top three character traits? So whatever you wrote down, what are the, the feelings or emotions that are associated with 
those character traits and write an answer for each of your top three character traits. Second question, what are the emotions you want to feel when you realize you have slipped into one of your top negative behaviors? What are the emotions you want to feel or what is the emotion you want to feel when you realize you've slipped into one of your top negative behaviors? What do you want to feel instead of experiencing one of your negative experiences? And again, write an answer for each one. So what specific emotions have you repeated in the answers to the first two questions? Most often, and the way these questions were asked, there are going to be some core emotions that are going to show up. So take a look at the emotions you wrote for questions one and two. Just circle the ones that showed up in both. There could be just one, there could be a, a handful. And make a separate list with those repeated emotions. This now is your list of core emotional drivers for living with integrity your go-to emotions to help you live in alignment with your best self. These are the emotions that will help you even more so embody these top three character traits that are most representative of your best self, okay? And if you've been with me for a while, we'll be talking about emotional drivers in the future. Last question, what habits or behaviors could you practice, could you put into play to experience more of these core emotions that you've just listed? So you could ask yourself questions like, who could you spend more time with that would allow you to experience more of these core, core emotions? What would you want to let go of or stop doing that would detract from you experiencing those core emotions? And then how would experiencing these core emotions every single day change your life? It's a very contemplative, thoughtful question. You might want to look back at all the answers you've given for each of the three steps before you sort of answer or yeah, before you answer, give yourself some time to reflect on everything that you've written down. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I hope you discover something really insightful about yourself from doing this process. I'm sure you will. Um, it's empowering when we take the time to get clarity, to take the time to be very specific and exact about who we are and what makes us the best version of ourselves. That's the path of self-mastery. Okay, bye for now.